Okay, so let's let's do in five, four. Listen, this is an <laughs> iCarly. We're on the Wizards of Waverly Place now. Okay. So you've moved on. You know everything's gonna be a breeze, <laughs> and the end will no doubt justify the, the means. means. You can fix any problem with the slightest of ease. Uh, yes, please. Well, well you might, might find out it'll go to your head when you write a report on a book you never read to stop your fingers, you can make your bed. <gasps> That's what I said. Everything <laughs> is not what it seems, but you can get all you wanted in your wildest dreams. Okay, let's. You might it. run into trouble if you go to extremes because everything okay, is not. Okay, Tristan, shut up. Okay. I always I gotta figure out how to start this so it's not awkward. What's up, motherfreakers? We're back. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> to episode two. Don't talk like that ever again. Okay. Where this, our moms forced us to sit at the kitchen table for an hour. Uh huh. <laughs> this is called family talk time. Oh. Uh-huh. FTT. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually doing this so that a year I love from FTT. F T T, bitch. F T T. Stop. Okay, so a year from now, you have to come back. To my table and talk to me for an hour. That's really what this is all about. A year about. from now. I can't yeah, make any promises. Because this is still going to be going on in a year, and I fully expect to not have as many children. What if here. I moved to not have as many children? Who's getting murdered? No, nope, I said living here. <laughs> oh. As in Tristan's moving out. <laughs> Thank God. We don't know about Tanner. I'll probably leave. At some point. I'm out. You want to be neighbors? Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to see if I can make sense of that intro, but if not, I'm going to say, hey, people... Like, hey, people. Hello. That's when they click off. Yeah. Hello. Wake up, San Francisco. It's your host, Tanner. Danny. Tanner, <laughs> Tanner. Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> On DTT this morning. FTC. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> this is why I can't be on radio. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so. Serious, on a serious note, welcome back. This on was a serious our- note, I had six figures when I was only <laughs> Our dogs has, are in the back and they're growling like a couple of fags. And Taylor is, <laughs> Taylor is high on a Baja Blast, which is total caffeine. So this yeah. probably shouldn't say hi. They might think I'm in a drug or something. <laughs> I'm just saying, she doesn't usually drink caffeine, folks. Taylor has a caffeine addiction. Taylor has a nicotine addiction. <laughs> well, nicotine who says addiction. I don't jewel in the bathroom? <laughs> you better not. I say that. I am a good, ch- yo, a good <laughs> kid. What? <laughs> Um, I'm suddenly deaf. Okay, let's actually start. Okay. Let's go. If we have any listeners left, this is Social media is the root of all evil. Let's go. That's not our topic. Yes, it is. I have our topic. Chill. What? (laughs) See, you guys don't know it, but this takes more than an hour. Exactly. (laughs) And I have to edit around this nightmare, so can we? Let them know the real me. You know what they see? I cover my face. I walk away. I say, Tanner, no. But what they really don't know is I'm like, what's up? They don't know that the roof leaks. The floor creaks. There's a terrible draft. Is that a SpongeBob reference? Yeah. Hey, does anyone want to let the dog out so she can go eat some rocks? And then come growling back. Let me in. In two whole minutes. So we are back for another episode. And... Taylor can't seem to sit still tonight, so this might be interesting. Oh, Tanner, before I forget, tweet out to your peeps that we'll need questions for the end of episode two. You know what? I'll do that. Thank you. I appreciate Mm. it. Okay, so before we get into this, a couple of housekeeping items. If you guys enjoyed episode one, and hopefully if you're back for episode two, that means you liked episode one, 
please mark us as a favorite on your Apple uh, podcast app or Anchor or whatever you choose to listen to us on. Um, if you do download the Anchor app, you can leave us voice messages for questions in the future. So uh, if you would do that, that helps us out a lot. Give us that so, clout. Yeah. We need that clout. <laughs> We're trying to build something new here. I'm going to break on my... I'm trying to get rid of my clout. I don't want Taylor's it. trying to go backwards. This is different. I'm trying that. to backpedal eight years. In That's what I've hey, discovered this hey, weekend. Hey, the clout thing was a joke. Yeah, it's always a joke. Yeah. What do you mean? So we don't need to go into depth on that. Let's just Sorry, let's talking. continue. Some people probably think clout like, <clears throat> means something. Okay. So anyway, that, that helps us a lot. So where we left off last podcast was that we had a question from one of the fans that asked about how Tanner's fame has changed each of our lives. We didn't but answer that? We didn't. We oh, was that in one of the three practice ones? <laughs> no, that was in our final. <laughs> that was in episode one. We looked and that's as where an I left open off. Open-ended question, cliffhanger. Wah! Exactly. So now we're back. Ah. So we have to address that question. But before we get into it, I feel like we should elaborate on some things first. So the, I don't know what question, you're talking about. Just let me let me roll with this. I am the lead here. Pay attention. Whatever. This is the only place that I'm in total control. Our I could get up and leave at any <laughs> well, point. Well, that's a problem. <laughs> anyway, okay. Just start oh, talking. yeah. No. All this is nothing. All this is nothing. Just start talking again. Okay. Anyway, so like I said, the, the question was how has Tanner's fame impact, impacted each one of our lives? So that's just the generalization of the question. So before we get into that, I want to know how you guys and myself, I'll answer this too, how each of you define the word fame. What is fame to you? And we'll start with Tristan. Ooh. Should I just Google the definition? I, no, okay. no when, when someone is famous is in your it? mind, what makes them famous? What is fame? Stupid. Sorry, it's not my turn. Continue. <laughs> someone who is extremely well-known to the public for one reason or another. Um, sometimes it's for a talent they have, like acting or singing, or sometimes it's just because they're, they're an activist or something. They're just well-known for something. Or maybe someone just like, Maybe people just love to hate them. Mm-hmm. Either way, they're well-known for one reason or another, good or bad. Lots of people know who they are, and lots of people have an opinion on them. Okay. And are we going around the table, or are we going in order of age? I personally don't care. Okay. Well, then... On this particular day. Tanner, you go next. We'll go in order of age. What did you see fame as before you were, quote-unquote, famous? Um, well, uh, rar, actually, let me think. Like a popularity contest who had won? Um, it seems like, I used to think of it as like the top tier of like what a human could ever achieve. It was like a way to leave a legacy and be remembered, and that was really important in my mind. So I was like, you know, some somehow, some way I'm going to be remembered, blah, 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 and I don't know, I just took that seriously, I guess. Makes sense. Taylor, what about you? Same way I do now. A little bit better back then. But uh, always never understood it. Why anyone would want to be famous. But, yeah, that's it. Don't get it. <laughs> it's like a mystery to you. Well, it's not, well <laughs> the logic behind it, complete mystery. But Ooh. is someone, what <laughs> makes, okay, in your guys' eyes, what makes someone famous? Is it the number of followers they have? Is it how recognizable they are? Is it, is it just good? Can it be bad? 
Well, followers don't really mean anything because there are extremely famous, successful people who have no followers on social media because they don't have one. They're famous in their own right, and they don't even need it. Well, it's how, regardless of what it is, it's how well you're known in some way. Yeah, I just mean like period. Okay. Whether it be through social but, media okay, or listen, just for example, or something. If some musically kid has 15 million followers, does that mean that they are more famous than, say, Shailene Woodley? People just think you're cute. Um, really, on famous birthdays, I'm higher up than Howie Mandel. So. Yeah, and that is... Oh, it's complete fact. Oh. <laughs> what did Sorry, I say? But... Uh, what, famous high school? Are you trying school? to tell me that I will Jacob say... Sartorius is indeed more famous than everybody else in the world? Yep, yep, he's number one. Everybody... I heard him on the radio the other day. That's a joke, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> So Howie Mandel, which, okay, a little side note, of all of the things that we have done in the past couple years, meeting Howie Mandel, definitely at the top of the... Um, like, really I wasn't awesome. there for that, so... Hey, you, uh-huh. you missed out. You missed out on a bunch of clout, buddy. Oh, no, I'm God. just saying he was a very nice human being. It has nothing to do with how famous he well, is. Well, I don't doubt that. Yeah, he was saying that I didn't get to do it. Dude, he was cracking jokes. He's He asked my mom, like, what are your kids' names? And he's like... Uh, that Tanner, that's Tanner. My daughter's name is Taylor, and then my oldest one's Tristan. He's like, and what's your name? And my mom's like, Kim. He's like, with a T. <laughs> what a guy. Well, and the other thing he said to me that was so profound, and I don't know why I'd never heard it before, but he said, "You're only as happy as your most miserable child." So if you have, you know, in my case, three kids, and one of them is sad, then then that's the happiest you're ever going to be is the sad, the sad place that that kid is in. And I just found it really interesting because here's this guy that has literally everything you could ask for in the world material-wise, but he understood that concept because he's a parent and he's a good one. So anyway, okay, so my idea of fame is it has changed because when I was your guys' age, the only people that were famous were actors and musicians for the most part. There wasn't any social media fame. There wasn't you know, there might be radio somewhat, but it just, it was a very small portion of the population. Let me tell you, it was that way till about five years ago. Yeah. And now everybody is famous. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's famous. You got 10,000 followers. Oh, heck, you're freaking, you're killing it, bro. You're not. Nobody nobody cares. You better start saying love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then you got what? One fan page and you are the shit. I'm sorry. You are shit. Oh, no. I guess I should be quiet. We no, cannot they don't, say they don't even know that. Should I not put that in there? Okay. No, I will. Um, you can. I was just going to say something about that. Anyway. Okay, so I recently read this book called Fame, The Hijacking of Reality. It's Justine Bateman's new book. And for those kids listening that don't know who Justine Bateman is, she was a sitcom star back in the 80s and 90s. And at the time, there was probably 30 million people each week watching her sitcom. She was 16, I think, when it started. You know, some people don't know what a sitcom is. <laughs> oh, yeah, Situation Comedy. It was a TV show on ABC. Because back then, means. yeah. Because back then, there were only three TV stations. So that Basically, was, she was on Full House. <laughs> you know, well, I show like Full House. She was on Family Ties. Look it yeah. up. She would co-starred with Michael J. Fox, who was okay. a massive star. Nah. Okay, she said... <laughs> She said she started this book because she was thinking about how fame is a mercurial, ephemeral energy. This thing, this smoke, this cloud. This thing that will make everyone in a restaurant stop being themselves, sit differently in their chairs for the whole time the celebrity stays in the room, talk differently now to their friend or business associate across the, across the table. 
And she goes on and saying, it's not even a real thing, fame, just this thing that society wants to have. It's this thing that came upon her. She didn't have it, and then it was on her. She said, I was without it, nowhere near it, not cultivating it, not looking for it, knew no one who had it, just unfamiliar with it, and then it was on me, enveloping me, encasing me in a sheath that I could look out and, and see the world as I knew it before the fame happened, but a sheath that now obscured everyone's vision of me. Can you see me? or you see the fame? Can you ever not see that? Can you ever go back to seeing me without the sheath? Yeah, that's basically how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> Because so it true. doesn't matter if I go to the Y or go to the movies or whatever. Like, every time I talk to people, I know it's not how they act, like, most of the time. And yeah. that's how I'm, like, always worried. Where will I find my wife? Africa? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you have fans in Africa. We send fan mail there. Well, <laughs> I promise you. I'm yeah. going to Antarctica to find the one person. <laughs> There's a scientist and internet completely is isolated. Well, the reason I wanted to bring that wait, up wait, is wait. because... What? Okay, go. North Korea. I was going to say, the reason I brought it up is because I, I feel like that question that fan had, had, in order to understand our answers, you have to understand what fame actually really is. It's not this thing that you, like what you ever, ever imagine. It's not this dream. It's an altered reality once you have it. Mm -hmm. And my peers, you know, people that are in their 40s, they don't view me any differently because they don't, I don't think, see Tanner's fame as valid because it's not TV fame, it's not a sitcom, it's not what J Justine Bateman had. But Tanner's videos, some of them have garnished as many views as Family Ties did. And to the younger generation that lives on YouTube, it very much is like a teen celebrity situation. And so that's why these kids sitting at this table cannot, literally cannot go anywhere without people seeing that sheath that's over them. I'm yeah, just trying um, to go to a haunted house and have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys are listening. It's not to be rude, but it's a fact. You went to a haunted house with your friends last weekend, and, and you were stopped for a picture. And that is that fan's right, and they were excited to see you, but... They don't know. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, but tons exactly. of people come up to me and they're like, oh, I came up to you because I saw 90 people looking at you or taking pictures with you. And now I want a picture just <laughs> to have a goddamn picture. And then I'll go home and look you up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm like, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Tristan, That's you're not where... talking much. I'm just thinking. Okay. I'm processing what everyone else is saying. Okay. And like yeah. that in itself proves that so many people care about like clout and stuff. Like literally people care about and judge their like people's worth based on like who they've met and this and that and it's so stupid because mm -hmm. then you know people look at my friends differently because they're friends with me and if you think of like ariana grande's best friends you're like damn those are ariana grande's best friends mm -hmm. but in reality they're just fucking people so who cares yeah. like they don't treat her any different because they've probably known her forever yeah okay so like i was at playlist live i think it was orlando recently so i was there as a creator and i was at a creator party with some of my friends and in walks Tana Mojo. I'm familiar with her stuff. I'm a fan of her work. I think she's pretty funny. So I'm like, I want a picture with her. I want to meet her. I want to like chat with her because like I'm interested in this person. So then I do all that. I'm like, oh, that was really cool. I met Tana Mojo or whatever else. Then someone else that I know, a decent friend of mine, did the same thing. And then they start telling people like, oh yeah, me and Tana Mojo hang out. Like, yeah, we're really good friends and all this. I'm just like, bitch, I know for a fact you are not. You were with me the whole time. You were not friends. So it's just like they like blow up the truth to make themselves seem cooler in the eyes of everyone around them. Just like 
why? <laughs> well, and the reality is the famous, you know, world, the hierarchy that is there, like say, uh, for example, the creators that we have met throughout this, they are just like every other human being in that you either click with them or you don't. Like we have come out with genuine friends. Like all of us have made mm -hmm. genuine friends in this world. But it's because we genuinely like those people and it has nothing to do with how many followers they have. Yeah, there's people who I'm like, I could have been friends with that are like in the social media mist. I'm like, I don't like you. Yeah. So I'm, even though <laughs> you are, you may have so many followers, but I don't enjoy you as an individual that I would want to be around. So I'm not going to be around it's you and nice. pretend like I want to be. It's the people with like, I'm, I have so many more friends with lower yeah. amounts of followers than me. And then like people with more followers. I swear it's like they're more they have a bigger hallucination towards reality and they they'll like hit me up once a month whenever they need advice or help yeah. but they don't like text me every day like I have some friends they have some followers I don't know Dom all hmm. people like like Dom's a great example he's my friend he's 26 he does flips and stuff he has like 300k on Instagram and he's the coolest nicest dude in the world and not once do we ever think about how many followers he has when we're hanging no. out with him. That's like the last thing you'd ever Who think cares? about. Yeah. So. Oh, his number on a page is bigger or smaller than mine. Who gives an actual dog shit? Yeah. Well, and the thing is, Dom was kind before your numbers were big. Yeah. So, and then there's friends that I used to try to DM and then they would like never hit me up. And then once I got like a million followers, they come running. Yo, dude. And I'm like. You excuse me? I already know we can't be <laughs> friends because you're just an ass. I know you saw those old DMs. Yeah, like you just happened to ignore them. Oops. Yeah. So, so anyway, so with that in mind, and you say, okay, how did Tanner's fame impact your life? So for me personally, it impacted, I mean, good grief, it's, it'd almost be easier to ask what hasn't changed because it'd be a shorter list. But, um, you know, I had a career that, that I loved. I will admit, at the time your channel blew up, I was a little bit burnt out on what I'd been doing. I'd been doing it for 15, 20 years, and I was definitely up for a break. So it came at a good time, but it's not like I had a job I hated. I, I had made a name for myself and was doing well. But when your kid just turns 16 and you've got people from Hollywood reaching out, trying to get him signed up to do this and signed to do that, and you see these numbers skyrocketing and it's on this platform you know nothing about, you know, it, it was like a catastrophic thing. It would be the same as if you had been in a car wreck, but it was a good catastrophic thing, if that makes sense, where people just automatically assumed that it was this amazing windfall of money, of success, luck, of glory. success, of everything. Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, they're going to LA every week or every month or whatever. Everyone in this family was beyond stressed every minute of the fucking day. <laughs> I hate airports. I hate talking. Me too. No, seriously. How many meetings okay, did we getting... go into when we would ask like advice during that time whenever we, I was like growing and they're like, oh, well, you just need us. We'll smooth everything out. We'll work oh so hard for you. And you're like, oh, I bet. Okay. Um, that's uh, here. Know. Here. Uh, here's a little foreshadowing. Um, managers managers and whatnot like to take your money because they like to be more powerful and then there's higher people than them that like to control the people to make content that kids watch well the, the i think the thing is like i don't feel like we ever came in contact with um vultures or anything like that I by did. and large the people well you have i don't know i i don't feel like they were vultures necessarily i feel like hollywood doesn't even know what to do with social media kids because this is such a new phenomenon. All they know is you guys have tons of influence. 
and people are paying attention to you and they don't know how to wrangle that in because they don't know the reason that, um, that social media kids generally rise to the top is because they're doing something that goes against the norm or that's different from most people. Maverick. Maverick, yeah. <laughs> but, oh my God. <laughs> so, but that in and of itself creates a problem when, when some person in a structured industry like the entertainment industry tries to get a hold of you and mold you into a thing. So then it's, oh, hey, Tanner, let's do a Dawn commercial. You never used Dawn dish soap in your entire life. <laughs> and, you know, but let's... But he did, though. But he did. Well, I guess we did. He's on it. the counter right now. But he didn't do dishes. I did. I did telling me you never dishes. washed your hands <laughs> with Dawn dish soap when you ran out of hands. Okay, but my point exactly. is... It, it was... Everything was opportunistic. You know, it's like, let's strike while the iron's hot. You've got to get these brand deals. And... Tanner hated him. I mean, he hated being scripted. He hated being told what to record and what to do and, and everything else. I hated looking at how much money I was making because then I would have to look at the videos I was making. Then I'd have to read the comments and see what was going to work and what wasn't. And then it literally became the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it became a cycle of – it became a job as opposed to And it's to literally so easy to figure out once you get that success. You know what people want to see. You go to your most viewed videos, you read the comments, it's not hard. Like last week, I crashed my Audi R8, my supercar. Oh, whip de doo I got 1.6 million views in two days on my video. Okay, but that brings up a good point, okay? Fundamentally, fundamentally, what in the hell is wrong with society when it takes a girl in a swimsuit or a crashed supercar to get the most attention? Is that YouTube's algorithm? Is that our society and what they, they seek out? You know? People don't care if your day is normal. That's why Jake Paul and that's why myself used to push limits, build a five-story tower to jump into the pool. No one wants to watch something that they can do. Not many people can do what we did. Yeah, okay, for the parents listening, if you don't know who Jake Paul and Logan Paul are. I, How do you know who we are? Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, that's another point. If you're a kid listening to this, do me a favor and have your parents listen because the whole point of this podcast, from as far as I'm concerned, is – I want to reach my generation. I want, I want them to wake up and understand what YouTube is pushing to the world and what kids are being taught at a very young age as far as what's quote-unquote normal. When you have literally millions of people every day that are being told, be a maverick, be, you know, go against the grain, do, do whatever that's crazy. Be an asshole. Yeah, it's, it's code for be an asshole. Don't, don't follow any rules. Because the difference between what you did and what they did was I put limits on you. Okay, five-story whatever in the backyard, probably not a good idea. But it wasn't going to hurt anybody, and it wasn't illegal. And it was, well, it could have hurt somebody, I guess. But it was in our own backyard. It was confined. Whereas setting something on fire in your backyard in the middle of L.A., which damaged a neighbor's house and got the cops called is a whole totally different thing. So there has to be boundaries, and in so many places on YouTube, there actually there are no boundaries, and it's the wild, wild west. And they're trying to police it now, but doing a terrible job of it. Well, every kid's going to want to grow up pushing the boundaries and think that's going to make them so happy and so famous. Mm -hmm. And then after they do that and they move to L.A. and they do everything that I did, two years later they'll find out. They'll be like, wait a minute, my family's pretty badass, and I kind of like Kansas, and it's all good. <laughs> They'll find out it's all one big joke, because as Jim Carrey said, I wish everybody could realize all of their fame and successes so they could realize it's not the answer. Yeah. Okay, so, so going back to the question that the kid had, 
what has how has fame changed your life so for me it it changed everything it, it, it stopped my career I put it all on hold to help Tanner because my number one job is to be a parent and then I made the choice to bring the other two kids along for the ride I wasn't going to leave one person home Tristan had just turned 18 and just graduated from high school so technically I could have made him stay home while the rest of us traveled but we've always been a four pack you know I've been a single mom for over 13 years so I wasn't going to leave one kid at home and and take the other two so people can judge that decision all they want that was mine and, and I did that so uh, well, I agree with the decision. I would have hated to be the only one left home considering I was not going to go to college because college is not my cup of tea. No. So um, I would have just been here working a minimum wage job, um, not happy. So yeah. I enjoyed the ride. I think stuff. I, I, I think, think we all enjoyed at least parts of the ride. Yeah. So Tanner was pretty miserable the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I hated every goddamn Well, <laughs> at the very least, I'm I glad I can relate to all of this because if I hadn't gone, then I'd be like the odd man out who has no idea what any of it really means. So yeah. how ironic. Yeah. So, yeah, what's crazy is of all of this, Tanner has profited the most and probably enjoyed it the least. Yep, 100%. That yeah. is really most true. I'm a close second, okay. but I've not profited <laughs> near as much and enjoyed it very slightly. <laughs> there are okay. about maybe five instances where I had a good time. One of which was the Dolan Twins. Oh, that's one. Okay, Can name, we name the rest of them? Yeah, name five. Meeting one Howie. launch party. I mean, oh, the zombie party. Oh, yeah, yeah. the YouTube Red. But that was, was in fun. the beginning, in like yeah. 2016, mm -hmm. when it was fun. Here we are two years later. If you asked me to go, I'd be like, I don't give two freaking nights. I don't <laughs> care if my favorite person was there. Oh, wait, I don't have one anymore because they're just people. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Besides Sean Mendez. Taylor might go to something. I might. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not a YouTuber. He actually has a talent. Okay, but that's... That does he enjoy fame? Probably not. Will he tell you he does? That but I mean, it's the same point. kind of thing. Okay, it's but that brings up another point in this book, which I actually take issue with and disagree with. They, she goes on and on about how people that are, oh, like celebrities because of reality TV are not actual like good celebrities because they didn't fight their way through and you know become famous or whatever okay so this part in this book it says those who have had fame placed on them because of skills and talents have a dismissive disdain for those who chased fame through sensationalism and or reality show contestant debauchery it's true she said honestly reality shows are the cancer of america so she said she goes on to say um, but truly, reality show mentality has diseased this country. Being paid for breathing, bringing nothing to the table, exerting minimum effort at hard work or skill development. Yeah, that's what reality programming gave our country. Living shit. We had that perfect storm around 2000. So I kind of agree with this. I kind of don't. Because here's, here's the way I look at some different types of fame. If in, in Justine Bateman's case, she said she was 16 when she got this role it was quote-unquote placed on her. She hadn't chased it. So she hadn't come up as a childhood actor. She hadn't worked through it. She just happened to land a gig in an insanely successful sitcom, and fame was be bestowed upon her. Now, is that one audition more or less difficult than being noticed out of literally hundreds of thousands of resumes and audition tapes for something like Survivor or Big Brother or something like that, and then being on that show, gaining a following, gaining people, having people love you 
with no script telling you what to do and no way how to act. The only way you get that fame is through your own personality and your own hard work. So I would argue that getting famous that way can be just as skillful as getting famous through being on TV. Yeah, I just mean, think in general, it's such a stupid thing to chase. And once you have it, you're not going to want to keep it. Like people that have been famous all their life, I want to know why and how they act. Like it's well, not, no, it's not, can't be normal. I think they, I think they all decide eventually just start interacting with each other and they put themselves, that's why they all live in California because then they can go live in a gated community with other people that have their same issues, if you will, or their same lifestyle. But and that's then, a ridiculous way to live. You're literally limiting the amount of good and good people you can meet. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. And not only that, I think the thing that has hurt you in particular or, you know, what a, social, a lot of social media kids is there's no doubt you made, you have made a lot of money. You make good money for a kid your age, but you're not independently wealthy. You're not set for life. You're not rich enough to go live on the hill and ignore everybody else, all the peasants below you, nor do you want to act that way. So <laughs> if you're I in, wanted to act that way, I could go grasp it like everyone wants to. Yeah. So you're in this middle ground, but it's like, it makes the people who you really want to be around treat you differently. Like they can't even hardly help it, you know? So then it becomes tricky. No, and maintaining any kind of fame at all is hard. Well, yeah, that, and it's hard to do because you can be easily forgotten in five seconds. Well, yeah. the reason like, no is because what. people people don't care if you did something great two weeks ago. They only care yeah. about the person that did something great yesterday. Yeah. Because that's the way the world works with all the social media we have. And it's ridiculous. It doesn't matter if you found a new continent around the corner because <laughs> someone, you know, landed a water bottle flip yesterday. <laughs> and it's And this goes for, like, any type of fame, like, actor or singer or whatever you could be at the top of the charts one day and then if you don't do it again they forget you so like really, and then they call you a failure for yeah. the rest of your life Iggy Azalea, you're a failure failure <laughs> you're a failure yeah that's the thing i you know all of us it, it hasn't ever been hard for me because i think my generation genuinely expected your popularity to be short-lived because they viewed it as, oh, he went viral, no big deal. I'm like, he did more than go viral. He was getting a million views every day and uploading seven days a week. For people that don't know, Tanner would work eight to ten hours a day between filming and editing. Didn't matter if it was Christmas. Didn't matter if we were on an airplane. Didn't matter if he was sick. It was nonstop for a year and a half. Now, that's true savage mavericky. Yeah, and, and it would just infuriate me when people in my age would dismiss or be dismissive about what he had accomplished as if it was just kind of a flash in the pan. And we've talked about it since, you know, if his views, his views are, are fewer than what they were a year ago. And like I've told him, you can go back to that lifestyle at any point in time. You can <laughs> upload every day. And what do I say every time? Screw that. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> <Probably> know why? <laughs> because here's what I found after reading uh, psychology books and watching endless amounts of Alan Watts and Jordan Peterson documentaries and stuff on YouTube. Um, basically what I was doing back then is always trying to like reach the next level to improve myself, you know, and if you're always trying to improve yourself and you're never just happy with where you are content and thankful to about the things you have around you, then you're always going to be, you're always going to be involved in that yet again, hallucination that everything needs to be better. Everything needs to be improved. That brings up a good point. So 
if you were always chasing something better, and I think Tristan still to this day would like to be famous, but Taylor never had any interest in it whatsoever. Okay, well, I just... Well, okay, the, but hold on a minute. Let me back up. Okay. Tristan is not chasing fame. You genuinely enjoy the entertainment industry and I, would like to be an actor. I yeah. think you would be a poor actor. I mean, like, as in you would rather be a broke actor than a rich computer IT guy because um, you enjoy acting. Yeah, no, I really the enjoy... What like, wrong with you? <laughs> I enjoy performing and all that kind of... Like, I enjoy acting and like being on sets and that kind of thing. It's fun to me and it sounds cool. Like, if I had to pull a... 15-hour day filming a scene as opposed to a 10-hour shift working a normal job, I will pick the longer... But at the end of the day, you and I are extroverts. Tanner and Taylor are introverts. Just very, very fundamentally different. Bottom line, I would want to do acting and like being on set and filming something and making something cool, even if that didn't mean I was famous or whatever. I think the reason it's, it's so hard for Tanner and Taylor, like... I can walk into a room, if somebody recognizes me, it genuinely rolls off my back. Like, it's no big deal. I've always been someone that can talk to a perfect stranger. It doesn't bother me. But someone gave me a good analogy one time. Like, if I walk into a room full of people, I get energy from that room. If Tanner or Taylor walk into a room full of people, it's like that sucks the energy out of them. The anxiety in that Mm -hmm. situation is overwhelming. So that's why I think all of this was so catastrophic because – Tanner was just a kid making videos in his basement. He never really thought it, you know, I don't think he really thought, oh, hey, I want everybody to recognize me. No. The reason I did it the way I did it is because I didn't want to be recognized. But, and it's like, cool, thanks for watching the videos. But when I meet people out in public, I'm like, this is not like, me meeting you is not. It's stressful to you because you want them to, to meet the best version of you and you never know what that is to them. Yeah, and I don't want to have to keep that up all the time. And that's not me at the core. And I know what they're presenting to me isn't them at the core either. So, so we're basically then, just wasting our time. So they can get a picture, so they can post it, so they can get clout, and then I can be like, great, there's minus two so minutes from my day and I can think about that later for another minus five. Yeah, and, and then, then people come up to you and you're like, so how many people are, were watching me that whole time, and now I gotta sit up straight and act like I'm not bored out of my mind? Or yeah. How do you whatever think you're like, doing? people yeah. people on social media in my videos? I'll smile because if I'm not if I'm not talking and someone else is talking, of course I'm gonna smile. I don't want people to be like, oh, this dude's miserable. He's sitting around frowning and whatnot. But like, I don't go around smiling all day unless there's something to smile about, just like any other person in the world would. So so when you know everyone's watching you, like after you took a picture with someone in the middle of the mall, you're like do I need to stand up straight? Yeah, like Taylor said, and smile and wave and yeah, don't trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then there's always, always the incessive negative comments. Like, why do people have to be so mean? Did your mother not teach you, if you don't have anything nice to say, please don't say anything at all? Like, that's what I was taught. Not some facts, because I've watched many YouTube videos or seen many posts that I don't agree with, but me posting that opinion on there is not going to change a damn thing. And Especially it's Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't have to like, like what you just posted or agree with what you said or whatever, but I don't need to vocalize it because it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of it. I just, it, yeah. I don't that's have to. That's what social keyboard media. warriors. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget the, the lovely one after you got a speeding ticket. Kim is a passive enabler. Tanner is going to end up dead, and it's going to be her fault. 
thank you, you son of a bitch, whoever wrote that. I mean. Oh, yeah, all these people are also anonymous. Um, because yeah, and you go to their accounts and they have two whole followers, and the only people they follow are us and our friends. It's like, really? Yeah, they follow people just so they can be a dick. Yeah, it's like, it's because yes, we attention. see you. It's literally just attention. People will, I, people DM Quentin, because, you know, I don't read mine, yeah. and he'll read them and he'll be like, this dude said that my ex-girlfriend's going to kill herself. And then he's like, what do you mean? And then he just come, and then you come to find out that, oh, that person was just bullshitting because they wanted to talk to Quentin the whole time. Yeah. Like, it's all one big attention show. Oh, yeah. People will, I'll go through my DMs and people are like, oh, I'm so depressed. Can you please, like, DM me back? I'm like, I'm not a therapist. I have no, I, my opinion on that and many other things is not needed. So I don't give it. And especially, like, if you are seriously in some kind of state of, depression or self-harm go get counseling or go to a professional because i'm not it yeah <laughs> sorry early on in tanner's career someone put some hateful comment on youtube and i replied as like you know the defending warrior mom this was like literally right at the beginning and this person comments back oh okay kim brungart you know how easy it is to make a fake account and i'm like well hell i can't even <laughs> argue with someone they don't even believe it's me so why do i care moving on so i learned my lesson and never commented again it just isn't worth it so and if you comment to be nice, then then it's like you get sucked in. It's like everybody well, they people want think to keep that commenting. you just if you're commenting something to be nice, a lot of people will be like, "Oh, you're just saying that for attention. You're just saying that for likes because that's how social media is." Yeah. It's not real life. People don't know the distinction between social media and real life. You don't leave a like in real life, okay? There's no likes and this and that. You have your core group of friends, you have new people that you meet. And none of it is anonymous over the computer and fake. It's literally all fake. Yeah, it's, it's like algorithm. literally delete your Twitter app and half the problems you think you have are gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, life would be so much better without social media. That's a fact. You wouldn't hear about everybody else's problems or all the other problems in the world. And there would probably be less problems because people don't get ideas yep. mm -hmm. from the internet. All they do is spew out their problems in hopes that someone feels the same. See, and I, I can just hear all the negative people right now. Oh, this is hypocritical. They make their living off social media and they make their living off this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Newsflash, we don't. We, this, this podcast, to be honest, this is like PSA, public service announcement. Mm -hmm. Please listen to us from the inside. We've been there. We've seen the other side. It's not that glamorous. We're still here. We're desperately trying to get out of the hole that we dug ourselves. Yeah, because Thanks. Fourth, of, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Fourth of July last year, we're sitting home alone because all of our friends, they don't invite us to parties anymore because we've been gone for two years or there was this or that going on. And we feel like well, if we go... We're too famous and they think we're doing something amazing. Yeah. I finally have friends again. Yeah. That's cool. Taylor's <laughs> back in real life and loving it. And I've had one friend for the past like three years. Kind of same. Mm -hmm. I am about to move in with the one consistent friend I've had because... I, I mean, I have other friends who consistent. like from school who I talk to every once in a while or whatever. And that hasn't like... But Change, I think that's but, more realistic. I think most normal people only, I've always said, I'd rather have four quarters than 100 pennies. I no think same. most people have just a few core friends. And just because you're famous, that doesn't change that. As a matter of fact, it really kind of solidifies the good friendships and yeah. forces a lot, of, a lot of other people out, I think. So. Yeah. At least if everything goes well. Yeah, their intentions become clear because the friends that I have, they've never asked for a shout out or to do whatever. Yeah. They'll literally still be like, 
you're a piece, like, like I can't talk. Those stupid, like, you're a piece of shit. Love you, though. Yeah. They won't try to be like, See, OMG, if, you're the best thing ever. Like, wow, look at your followers. Wow. See, if someone comes up to me and says, are you Tanner's mom? I'm immediately proud because I love all my kids. And if anybody says that, I'm proud. If somebody comes and says that to Taylor, it's like death stare. And I'm like, because she has a no, name. No, that's what happened the other day. They're like, well, they didn't say, are you Tanner's sister? They're like, are you Taylor Brungart? Face goes red. And I'm like, in my brain, uh-uh. In real life. <laughs> yeah. No, that's was me. <laughs> oh, sorry. I met so-and-so. Your, I met your brother the other day. I met your other brother the other day. I, I love your whatever you do. I'm like, I do nothing. Why are you, why are you talking to me? Like, <laughs> Can I finish my salad? I don't eat salad, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like, I mean, at the risk of sounding like we're bitching, we're not, I don't mean to be well, bitching. we are. We are bitching. But we're just trying to let you know there's a good reason behind it. Let the dog in. It's a little ridiculous. <laughs> that would be Rose. She just in. wanted to be part of the conversation, you know? Yeah. Okay, so at the risk of sounding like we're just bitching, I do want to say, <laughs> just like with anything in life, there are pros and cons that come out of it. So much of what we've experienced has been fun, and we appreciate it, and we appreciate all the love and support that everyone has given us. There's been many times, like, this is lit. I'm having a really good time. Yeah. But, but I think our intent here is to say, if you aren't famous, it's okay. You don't need to try to go after it. Everybody needs to contribute something in society. Okay, so Tanner's going to let the dogs out, and then we're going to switch to questions. And hopefully we can not be so negative during questions. <laughs> Okay, Tanner, do we have any questions? Oh, problem. <laughs> Johnny Depp just got fired from Pirates of the Caribbean. No. No. Yep. Why? I'm not watching it. I'm done. We're not watching it. Pirates of the Caribbean is, is Johnny Depp. Exactly. He is, he is Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. They ruined my favorite series. I have a tattoo of it, for God's sake. Oh, my gosh. Jack Sparrow. Where'd you see um, that? Is it on Twitter? Uh, Quentin sent me something about it. That better not be real. That's just like taking Roseanne out of Roseanne. Nope. That's so dumb. Question for your mom. Has there ever been a time where you were worried about what the outcome of your son's mental health would be after making so much money at a young age? Absolutely yes. Oh, my God. That's that's a lot. I should have probably gotten into that a little more in this episode as far as the amount of stress as a parent in this kind of situation is literally, I can't, it's undescribable. It has plagued me from day one. Managing his money or trying to keep track of that is 10 times more stressful than managing my own because I worry that five, 10 years from now, he's going to question how I did everything. And then when he moved to LA for Which three I'm months, not. I, I know he's never even hinted that he would, but it's just my paranoia. And when he moved to LA, I was really, really scared of him getting in with the wrong crowd. He had, there were some people around him that I was less than fond of. And some that were great, but I just didn't know which direction he was going to go. I didn't go more than two weeks without seeing him. And either he came here or I was out there. We were at an event together or something. Because if I felt for a second that it was tilting in a direction that he wasn't going to be able to come back from, then I was going to drag his ass home whether he liked it or not. Wow, turns out I'm a good enough human being with morals stapled to my back that I didn't do that. Well, not everyone is, so... Yeah, some people have no fucking willpower because they think they're the kings of their own world and they don't believe in God. Your mental health was a big concern because before we figured out your diet, and and that's a whole other episode on how food actually impacts your world, but at that point in time, I'll never forget when we were sitting at the Cheesecake Factory 
And you looked at me and you said, Mom, I need help. I can't take this anymore. Do you remember that? I was there. What yeah. did I say? That, those exact words. I need help. I can't take this anymore. You, About what? Just your health, mental health. That's be right before you started seeing the Pretty sure that was there. the day you bought a Louis Vuitton jacket. Yep. Probably. It was. Um. <laughs> you had spent 2500 bucks, I think, just to try to make yourself feel better. Yeah, probably. It was no matter what you did, you felt empty. Yep. And so, yeah, I was so scared that well, he remember was. Remember that one day you said something? We were in the sagebrush house in the living room. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, my gosh. And he <laughs> literally said, I don't know why you would care if I killed myself because I'm not the same kid I was anyway. And yep. I literally cried myself to sleep that night because as a parent, I was just like, he's spiraling. There's all of this pressure. It's too much. It's too much for any kid. And and it just kept being compounded. It didn't matter how successful he was. He didn't feel successful enough. The higher people with more subscribers didn't weren't nice to him. And the people with lower subscribers would sit there and try to use him. And then friends that he thought were friends would were not. And it was just like this incessive cycle of, negativity yeah and i thought the only way i'd be happy is if i got to the level of fame that was unreachable by anyone else i had to be the biggest i had to put everyone else to shame and prove everybody wrong but guess what that is what alan watts would like to call a vicious cycle yeah and that's exactly what we were in so well so there's no top yeah, there's literally exactly. no top of fame you're going to keep grasping at something that isn't there yeah so and to, that's why it's an illusion and that's why i want people to know that it's an illusion, and you shouldn't get yourself into thinking it's not, because it yeah. is. So this, was there ever a time that you were worried? Yes. Every second of every minute of every day, it was, and I'm still, I, I worry way, way less now, I, because there's mm -hmm. a peace in our household, because we're, we're just in a better place. Like, none of us check our numbers. None of us check the, you know, to see what everybody's saying. We live our life every day as a family, and and this podcast is actually kind of therapy. I mean, at least it is for me. Kids mm -hmm. may not agree, but anyway. Well, my back hurts from it, but it's cool to talk about some of the stuff, and I hope people can relate. And yeah, I don't even care. Like, it doesn't matter how many views it gets. It doesn't matter any of that. Because either way, my life, your life, Tristan's life, Taylor's life will keep going on in the direction it's meant to go on in. Yeah, exactly. Here's another one. What did your mom think about you jeweling? Oh, yeah, I didn't like that. I felt like it made me a bad parent because you wouldn't not do it. Yeah, but I needed something to give me happiness for a moment because I was depressed 25-8, <coughs> which is more than 24-7. <laughs> uh, here's just a fun question. What was your favorite costume throughout the years when you guys went trick-or-treating? <laughs> you know, I always thought I was going to do something fun, and I never did. Yeah. I had a Power Ranger one that was pretty cool. And you were a Power Ranger one. like three years in a row. <laughs> and then you were a Scream <laughs> three <laughs> You are a Scream guy like two or three years in a row. You weren't. You oh, really I was a Scream guy once too. And you now? Know, let's be wait, honest. Wait, wait, Tristan, wait. Tristan did the Scream one so he could wear a dress. Oh, that's <laughs> Oh, that's kind of true actually. So wait, true. wait. And now I wear the same pair of shorts every day <laughs> for a month. <laughs> yeah. There is a question on here I'm going to ask because like our hang, you know. Perfect. Whatever. Let's ask time. But before I ask that last question, final thoughts on what we talked about tonight. Let's try to end this on a positive note since I feel like all we've done is bitch. And go, Tristan. I think fame is something that can be cool and beneficial to others. Because, like, you know, there are people who I thoroughly enjoy. And, like, I like keeping up with, like, Lady Gaga. I've been keeping up with her for the better part of 10 years. She's but does she like her life? 
No, I know no. for a fact that she nope. has been struggling immensely. If you watch her documentary, she speaks publicly about this all the time. Yeah, it's so much pressure. So, like, in a way, I'm kind of hypocritical about it because I'm just like, it's kind of stupid to keep up with people, but I enjoy her talent. I enjoy her presence. It just, it puts me in a better mood. I enjoy her. But it's so much pressure on her as a human. I, that, it, that The way I feel about her does not make a difference in the way that she feels about herself and her world more than likely. She yeah. still struggles immensely every day, even though millions of people adore the shit out of her. Yeah, I think very creative people a lot of times suffer in silence because they don't know how to enjoy the moment. Like, yeah. I love Guns N' Roses. I love Slash mm -hmm. because their music is fucking awesome. Yeah. And, like, he's one of the people I want to meet the most, but at the same time, like, Slash, I don't want to meet him because I don't want that little bit of, like, childhood love I have for him to be changed yeah. in reality because he's probably just Well, we know people dude. that know him and they flat don't want to meet people. Like, they yeah. have made a rule they do not meet people. Yeah, you that, know? that's why he's still being able to perform and stuff because they don't meet fans, they don't have backstage passes, they yeah, don't do any of that. They just put music out. Exactly. And, they put yeah. out music, they like their music, they release it, they go to bed. Yeah. So, Taylor, final thoughts? Um, it's stupid. <laughs> Imagine being put on the news for wearing something different. Oh, this person goes out and struts their stuff and this and that, or they're going to get a coffee in their yoga attire. <laughs> uh, nobody cares. Yeah. No, but the sad thing is that so many people do care. There's so many people that That's have pathetic. no life themselves, so they're wrapped up in what everyone but, else's life but, is online. But I understand. Like, I understand music and stuff. Or acting, whatever, because they're putting out. Well, I don't know. You know what? Most of the time, Screw they're putting it. out a craft that they are proud of and that they enjoy they're good doing. At. Yeah, exactly. Music by itself, but awesome. I, I think it's great. Movies with characters that has a story and is released, I think that's great too. But you, but really, but do you need alone. to? Yeah, do you need to follow that person's every move? No. Yeah, because see, the thing is, and what I was saying about um, reality TV stars versus even you know, TV stars or social media stars, whatever, you will never convince me, Tanner, that you are not extremely talented. I mean, because you you wrote the script, you told the story, you filmed it, you edited it, you put the music behind it, you did everything, and and got the attention of millions of people. Yeah, billion video views, Um, welcome to Clout Gang, Rawr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was not luck, it was very, very, very... You, you are so skillful. It does not but, take luck to get famous anymore. But, yeah, but it was, the flip side of it was a negative that you couldn't really deal with yeah. and didn't want to. It, it's literally can. stupidly easy. I, I could literally make, a, if I had a different face, unrecognizable face, I could start a YouTube channel tomorrow, work on it for a year, and have a million subscribers, no doubt. Really? I know every everything about it. I know how to make people care about you, how to connect with you. And how see, to I, people would love for you to get into that oh, on this I podcast. Oh, I bet they would. It's literally, you can emotionally manipulate people into feeling bad for you. Literally, you watch Shane Dawson's series, he could make it on Hitler, and you'd be like, oh, he was so great. I, I feel bad. <laughs> it's all, it's horseshit. It's all fake. The internet is not real life. What I think is alarming on the, like, Shane Dawson thing, for instance, it, multiple times in that series, he talks about how, and this for those people that don't know, go Google Shane Dawson, Jake Paul series, you'll find out in a real big hurry. But he talks about how, oh, working with family is such a bad idea. Okay, so you just told 20 million 10-year-olds or 
20, whatever, 20 million people, a large part of which are going to be 5 to 15, to never, ever, ever work with your family. That's so bad. Well, you know what? I've worked with family my entire life, and they're the who I trust most, so excuse me. And so it's just this one view of one person that's so extreme, and then that's going to be projected out there everywhere with nothing to why? back it up. Because YouTube felt like pushing it. Yeah. Because the algorithm felt like using it. Yeah. Because it was going to get the most views because it had a, the biggest blogger who was controversial with Shane doing that whole series on it. It was long-lasting. It was going to capture so much watch time. It's yeah. just all one big stupid riddle ran by computers that were programmed by humans that want to control everything. Yes. <laughs> and there you have it. Let me speak. <laughs> Taylor's Taylor. ever tried to talk. Met Jake Paul, didn't really like him. Watch Shane series. I'm a Jake Pauler now. Can I help it? Of course well, not. Because Jake, because Jake Paul treated us. We went to Jake Paul's house. He treated us like every famous Like we person. weren't there. Well, yeah, like we weren't there. But, Hi, I'm Jake. But, That's but it. put yourself in his shoes. He's, a, he's on display 24-7. People come and oh, go no, out of his house, it. and they don't give a rip about him. They only give a crap about being at his house, mm -hmm. and that's how he felt. No, I, don't, I didn't meet him. I wasn't there for that, but uh, I don't blame him one bit yeah. for being kind of passive. Yeah. I really don't. I liked Shane's series for the insight into maybe his feelings and other social no, media like, influencers. No, same. Yeah, there's yeah. certain individual things that you can disagree with him on. I mean, like that, you're just going to disagree with people in general, but I thought the overall series and kind of the message behind it was like pretty good like part. you don't always know what's going on right you can have an opinion on all you want even on something that you don't necessarily need to have an opinion on literally every single drama filled thing that jake paul was involved in like with his girlfriend and all that shit well in my from my point of view and i would probably get a ton of hate of this good thing there's no comment section on the podcast I, oh, but you can leave us voice messages on the anchor app thanks <laughs> then i can hit delete and i don't have to put them out there for the world to listen to but I don't feel like the Paul brothers ever had a snowball's chance in hell when their parents are sitting there making vlog channels too and trying to, you know, just, it's, it was Get all about, clout. yeah, it was all about the chaos. It was all about the numbers all the time. There was never a centered place to come back and be human, you if know? If you would have made a YouTube channel, I would be in California doing meth. Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that's a scary thought. Okay, so what your YouTube funny. channel or him being in California well, doing that? <laughs> you know, it's, it's so weird that you say that though, because people would ask me, you know, why don't you do YouTube or what? You know, you should take some of this for yourself. You should do this. You should do that. And I was just with all, everything I had, I was like, no, this is Tanner's thing, and I that is the last thing I would do. You know, I it was my in my mind, it was my role to try to control the chaos. And that's why family's trustworthy, and you can work with them. Checkmate, Shane. Okay. No. So, final question. Hold on. Taylor, did you want to say anything about your Wizard of Waverly Place thing? I think you should. No. No, next Because we strayed away from that, and I am so, I want to get yep. out of here now. Same, go. Last yeah, question, go. Said, what do you think of the LGBTQ community? Now, keep in mind, I come from a very conservative Catholic family. I've raised these kids in the Catholic Church. Tanner is part, or Tanner, Tristan is part of the LGBTQ community. <laughs> And Tanner's hey, fan I'm base. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner's fan base might be a little homophobic, just saying. Mm. It's um, because they are boys from the age of eight to fifteen. And a lot from the Midwest, probably. But anyway, we will get into that and our in that impact, you know, how we see that and how that has impacted our lives next time. So All right. See ya. Thank you for listening. Yes. And please, please, please favorite this podcast. Share it, like it, do whatever you have to do. Mm -hmm. And we appreciate you listening. Okay. Leave a share. Love ya. Good night. Good night. Bye. Ah. Uh. It's good night. Oh, good night.